I say the best for last, as you know, and for those of you that are tuning and tapping in for the first time, Joel's Mind podcast is about becoming a better version of yourself. And so I would love to hear from the man himself, Juice the Bad Boy. What does it mean to become a better version of yourself in your mind? To anyone out there, if you're grinding or not, if you're just trying to just get by, that's okay. All you need to do is be better than you were yesterday. And you will, that formula, as long as you are trying to do more than you were doing yesterday, you will always come out better. And that's a daily thing because, you know, becoming better ain't just like, oh, this month I'm gonna do this. Like, yes, those long-term goals are important, but the short-term, I would say, is just a little bit more important. The daily goals are a little bit more important because if you don't hit those, you hit none of the other goals. All right, and we are back with another episode of Joel's Mind Podcast. Here, I'm accompanied with a very special guest. I have Juice, the bag boy, all the way coming from the Midwest. How you doing, my brother? Hey, I'm doing good, fam. How you doing today, bro? Oh, man, I'm I'm blessed, brother. I'm blessed I'm alive, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here with you today. And uh, jumping back into the podcast and jumping into Joel's mind and jumping in, you know, Juice, the bad boy's mind, you know? Can it ask better day? It's a dark, cold place inside this one, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. I like it, man. I like it. You know, we're gonna we're just gonna hit it real tough and real quick. Um, so what we're gonna right. do, we're gonna do a rapid fire segment. And so what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna ask you a bunch of questions. All right, sounds good, bro. Let's do it. We're gonna start. Now, three, two, one. What's your favorite anime? Demon Slayer. Favorite Demon color? Yellow. What's Yellow. your favorite sport? Rugby. Between coffee and tea, what would you take? Are we some water? water. <laughs> okay, I like it. Third, third ball, curveball. I love it. Are you yeah. upper or downer kind of guy? Upper or downer? I'm gonna say upper. You preach positivity or do you see negativity? I mean, I see through the bullshit, but <laughs> I, I would I say like I preach positivity. Yes, sir. When I say balling, you say hardened, balling light. What was the first car you've ever drove? Ooh, 1994 Taurus. Shit was older than me, bro. Hey, Ford Taurus, I love it. If you had to choose in a night out, a partying or a night and staying in, what would you choose? Oof, a night out because tomorrow's not always promised. I'm a, I'm gonna sneak something in there going up, and when I land, I'm gonna stick it. They're going to love me on the Pacific Northwest. Yay! That's what I'm talking about. All right, well, Juice the bad boy. I love, I love, I love the, I love the answers, and I, I love getting to know people. So tell a little bit, tell a little bit more about you. Where you from, man? How old you are? What's your, uh, what's your social and all that good stuff? Yeah, so uh, I am Juice the Bag Boy. Um, I was born in Salt Lake, raised in Salt Lake, Utah. Um, twenty six, about to turn twenty seven in January. And uh, my social, like, am I social or like my socials? I, I mean, social security, but you know, let's. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're good though. You keep that to yourself. You keep that to yourself. <laughs> but that's cool, man. So, um, so you out out in Utah? You born and raised there? Yes, sir. Born and raised. Yeah, born and raised. So, yeah. Dope, dope. What what kind of things can you do out there in Utah, man? I know I spoke with you at the duo. It's been a while. Shout out to Wally and and, yeah. and slow. I appreciate y'all for uh, linking us up together. Oh. That's the team right there. Shout out UA. Um, shout out Lab Junkies. If you haven't seen, we are in the new studio today, the new pod room. So, but yeah, man. Um, I mean, shoot, there ain't enough, there ain't much to do out here. Um, I mean, it's like a really seasonal state. Like, it's a lot of winter sport, like a winter, like winter activities. Um, me personally, I'm not one for the winter activities personally. Like yeah. snowboarding, that shit. Like, I'll go sledding, but that's. That's it. You feel me? Samosha will get out of juice. I don't fuck with the snow like that. I um, you, bro. Right. But uh, other than that, I mean, I mean, it's chill. The nightlife is is decent out here. I, I mean, but uh, these days I just been staying locked in and, you know, just we're trying to get our business off the ground. You feel me? I but, feel it. I feel it. No, that's yeah. cool, man. I, I feel you, man. I used to I used to love the cold when I was a kid. Uh, just cause you know, you get the snow days, but man, as a late and as an adult, you know, I drive through it with other knuckleheads that don't know how to drive, man. I'm, I'm cool in the snow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. It's not, it's not fun. It's not Santa's sleigh ride out here. 
Yes, <laughs> that's a fact, man. It really, it's really not. <laughs> so, like growing up, if you don't mind me diving in a little more in your background and your childhood a little bit, yeah. did, you, did you play sports? What, what kind of what kind of personality type were you growing up? If you don't mind me asking. Um, um I was a crazy ass kid, dog. <laughs> but yeah. I, uh, as a kid, I grew up with like, I'd say it's a traditional Polynesian home. Um, you know, you got all your family up in there. I grew up with all my cousins in the same house, um, with my aunts, grandparents. So came from a huge family, kind of like one of those places you kind of have to yell for people to hear you because it's so loud. So naturally it kind of turned me into an extra and like an extrovert, you feel me? Social butterflies what my mother liked to call it. But, uh, but yeah, man, I just, I always been a people person. And she's kind of always been like that since I was a kid. So, yeah. But um, wow. I played played a lot of sports growing up, man. Played I was about football. to say, man, you're Polynesian. I know, you, I know you've been playing some, yeah. some football. Yeah, we definitely played football for a long time. And then um, once I got to high school, I kind of focused more on rugby. I, I felt like my – I should I took my talents to South Beach type, you know, type <laughs> shit. I, all team. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to focus on rugby and – then I eventually stopped playing rugby to pursue music, you know, my senior yeah. year. So it's been a trip, man. It's been it's been a journey. Um, but yeah, I played I played a ton of sports as a kid. I was always active. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've never I never got to play rugby. Like I um the college that I went to, they're actually the girls team was like number one, number two in the nation. Um <laughs> Yeah, man, they're they're good. They're tearing it up, but um, and the boys team too. Like they they were they were solid. I think they were up there as well. Um, Damn, on the girls team, what college is that? Uh, Central Washington, Central Washington University. Okay. Shout out Wildcats. You know what I'm saying? We out here. Wildcats. I hell yeah, I like that. But um, but yeah, no, it's it it's a tough sport, man. Like I I, I grew up playing football. Um, hitting is like what I like to do. So you know, I definitely was in. I was a running back and fullback. I was a fullback and a middle linebacker. Um, so like, you know, I was I was bred to hit, you know what I'm saying? So but watching the rugby players and watching rugby games, I was like, man, I feel like I missed an opportunity to, to really, you know, try something different, you know? Yeah, man. No, I feel it like rugby's a whole different, it's a whole different, you know, sport, obviously, but it's a whole different game, man. Like, like, you know, and the have the quarters in football are what, like 15 minutes, something like that. You only yeah. get Two halves and they're 40 minute halves. So that's an 80 minute game. Sheesh. So it's a it's very it's long, man. And like there ain't no stopping either unless you're dead or injured. <laughs> that's the only uh, time. I believe that. So it really put like that discipline in me mentally. Um, because you have to be physically disciplined to play that game. You feel me? Yeah. Um, but yeah, now rugby was a whole vibe. Uh, Loved I still love watching it, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, like rugby over football all day, but yeah, they don't yeah. like you know, games like that. You feel me? So, I mean, I do love football though. I'm a Ravens fan. So explain to me, I'm just curious, man. You gotta, you gotta calm my curiosity, but like how, how does one take those hits without no pads or any protection other than a helmet? I've, I've, I've always been curious, like, man, like mm-hmm. how, 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 how are people not dying every day or every time they step on the field? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what? It's actually a very common question, and I'll talk it up to psychology, Joel. Um, yeah, speak my language. Right. Basically, your body will not allow you to hit somebody physically as hard as it would if you had protection like a helmet on. Like, your body won't, like, I, I could feel the difference almost instantly when I played football as opposed to when I was playing rugby. Like, yeah. you can really turn that off. But, like, it took me a long time to do that, though. Like, I played rugby from, like, seventh grade up until my senior year. And I couldn't even do that until, like, my junior year. You feel me? So, like, uh, it's really, it really all comes down to your body not allowing you to use its, like, its whole potential force against somebody because it knows it's not protected. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. That's cool, man. So, like, you're, you're basically, like, conditioning your body and your mind to, like, not hurt itself but also like to take the hit yeah it's like it's on some anime shit to be honest bro <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that's what i'm talking about way better at like 
you know, just explaining that process, you know, but, but yeah, yeah. since it comes down to your mind, not letting your body kill both of y'all, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man, that, yes. That's pretty dope. That's pretty cool. So like what, what is there's positions I'd imagine like positions is based off of your number, honestly, like, so numbers one through eight, you're considered what is a forward, you the bigger dudes. And then, like, so you get you get 15 players on the field on each team. So one through eight, those are the forwards. Those are the big dudes. Um, and then you have nine through 15, and those are all the backs. Those guys are – they do all the scoring. They get all the glory. They get the girl. All right? Uh, forwards okay, okay. be in the trenches. I see. Y'all batting it out. Right. Basically, the lineman of rugby is one is numbers one through eight. But, like, we can still score, too. You feel me? Like, I oh, scored man. when I was playing rugby. So. That's dope, man. That's pretty cool. So let's dive into your music, brother. Juice, the bag boy. Mm. What what conjured up Juice, the bag boy's name, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, no. This is actually a question I get from a lot of people because it is kind of like, where'd you get that name from, you know? Like, you look at it, and you're like, how did you come up with it? I that you threw me off as the X. I was like, I thought it was like I, I, I thought it was French for a second, but I have you know story behind it, man. So um back in the day, like I would I would rap or sing, you know, for people, and they were just like, Man, you just got that that it factor, you just got that 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 juice, man. I like the juice. You ever seen the movie Juice? Yeah, yeah, yeah got the juice now man that type of shit be like you just got that juice man so like for a while like when i first started popping out it was just juice j-u-i-c-e and then like i shit you not like a year later juice world came out and i was like ah this whole this dude you know rest in power for sure but like this fool done fucked up my algorithm i I hardly (laughs) had but it's like the one that i had was gone gone they're like juice no world that's lame dude so i was like fuck what am i doing <laughs> and i threw the x in there and that was cool for like a year until like four other niggas named juice with an x came out and so i would yeah. go to drop a song and it was like which artist profile is yours and then i'd be like well fuck i don't know they all <laughs> so then yeah. i had something more and honestly i just went to like back in the day we used to use this like wu-tang name generator you know yeah 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 okay and juice and then it gave me a bunch of lame ass names but there was one that stood out and it was the bag boy so i was like hmm i'll just throw that on there and it kind of just like for me it kind of rose off the tongue because it's four syllables it's kind of like saying like a two syllable first name and a two syllable last name you know that kind of rolls out the tongue when you have that so yeah, that yeah, it's kind of, okay. like it started off as just juice and it kind of just evolved in some other shit because it had to do the marketing marketing purposes. You feel know I me? Mean? Yeah, for that, for that, which is dope, you know, because I just kind of adds to adds to your story, adds to your name and your identity. Um, but right. it just shows shows your adaptability, bro. And honestly, I mean, no matter what you do, whether it's rugby, music, or just life in general, you know, you got to be adaptable. If not, you know, life's gonna get you. Exactly. You have to evolve, you know, and that's another thing that I actually live by day to day, you know, like you have yeah. to elevate because if you don't, if you stay stagnant, that's how you die in this game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For a while, I was just staying stagnant. You know, I didn't have like a team behind me like I do now. And it's it's crazy, you know, like all I really focus on now is making the music and yeah. I mean, like helping the guys get the studio up and running. But yeah, yeah. I see you know, I've seen I've seen you guys, you know, you guys got guys podcast room going up and running up. I love it. I love to see it, man. Yeah, man. I mean it right now it's it's a whole vibe, you know. We did our first yeah. podcast here this week on Monday, just two days ago. Oh, sweet, that was five. So yeah, man. It's it's been pretty cool lately. Life's been a trip. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Tell me a little more about you and UA you you and UA do the duo. Like how'd you guys connect? How long have you guys been working together and what, what kind of goals and plans you guys have set for yourself? Man, goals is crazy. I'll, I'll definitely get into that. But 
I've known Wally and Slow Mo for years, just like through the local scene, you know, like we were very civil, very professional every time we saw each other. And then uh, I started buying medicine from Wally, right? <laughs> and uh, we just started kicking it a little bit. And then like earlier this year, like we tried to get a song like in 2020 when COVID happened, we tried to get a song, but it just didn't happen. Like I personally feel like I didn't, I wasn't good enough. I didn't, I was like the way that I came just wasn't hard enough mm. for, you know, like they came hard. So it's just, uh, I got this beat and I hit up Wally and Slum on my, like, Hey man, I think, I think the people need this. You weigh in juice, man. I already know it'd be a hit. And so I approached them with no facades and no facades, yeah. yeah, they were kind of just like, they were just really impressed, you know, with like, like I'd say it was my singing that brought them in because that's that's usually what blow people away. They're like, OK, this guy got bars, but he can sing, too. You know, you feel me? Yeah. So they were just like blown away. And they, they basically said, yo, like not that we've been sleeping on you, but we've been thinking about this label, like starting this label. And we want to we want you to be the first artist we bring in. And so that's kind of how it all started, you know, and. It's just been a beautiful partnership ever since, you know, we're all on the same wavelengths. We're all, we all get along personality wise, Hell you yeah. know, they, they, they help keep me accountable and I, I help them smile because I'm, I'm a funny dude, I guess. I yeah. Hey, everyone needs that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, your work is appreciated. Yeah. But we all funny though, but yeah. Ah, that's what's like, even better, man. Well, that's cool, man. I mean, I, I could speak of my, from my own experience, like working with, with, with Wally mm -hmm. Um, and slow, they're they're good guys, man. And like they're the work speaks for themselves, the birth ethic. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, even doing this, what I'm doing, linking mm -hmm. up with them, man, like their uh commitment consistency is essential, you know what I mean? And when you're work networking and you're just putting yourselves out there, that's important, you know. Like your actions are gonna speak for yourself more than your words. And for yeah. them, you know, their their actions led to the you know, sharing like a couple of you more than a few words, and it's just been it's cool, it's cool to see them grow and do their thing and and you know have you know another a member to their team so it's you know it's an honor to have you here man when they hit me up uh, about you know doing something with you um you know i feel honored so i'm you know i am honored to have you here and and, and i'm excited for you guys this future brother i i can I can say you guys are in good hands and you know you, you guys are going to be bringing the juice to the world that's for sure hey that's for sure man juice is for the youth for the elderly for all of y'all it's for your baby mama for your kid <laughs> it's for all of y'all but now i just want to give a quick shout out you know wally and slow-mo and, and especially our, our producer looney um and v-lokes he's out in the bay but uh, uh yeah i just want to give a huge shout out to lab junkies you know like ever since they brought me in kind of just took me under their wing and like just giving me free game basically you know and yeah okay. Yeah, man, I'm I'm super proud of Wally and Slow Mo, man, for like the moves that they got coming. I promise y'all ain't ready, man. They hey, they I really believe that. Often, um, I feel privileged to just be a part of it, part of the team, and just be able to see their progress. Nah, that's you know? cool, man. That's cool, man. And you know, I'm excited for what you guys have cooked up. You know, I've I've checked out your guys' music videos. Um, it's nice, man. You guys' production was was great, and your vocals, man. You're absolutely right. You hit it. You know, I mean, obviously. Like I said, you know, your actions speak for yourself um, and your vocals speak for yourself. So yes, I've been sir. listening to you this week, man. And like your sound is very unique. You know, I, I hear you. You know, I don't hear, you know, someone else. I don't hear another Spotify rapper. I, you know, I, I hear yeah. Juice the Bag Boy, you know. So I commend you for that, man. You're in, in your bars, too. Like it's it, it, you, you definitely got the juice, man. So, you know, it's cool to have you here and I'm I'm happy to see your own growth. Oh, yeah, bro. I'm blessed, man. Thank you. For real. Shout out, Joe. Well's mind podcast. Make sure y'all hey. tap the fuck in. If you ain't, yes, your mama's a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them that. <laughs> but <laughs> hell yeah, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. But so tell me a little more about your music, man. Like what inspires you? Where do you get your creativity from? And um, you know, I, it's all loaded, but also like what do you do to prepare yourself for your vocals and you know get get your your sound right? Yeah, so I guess we'll start with the inspirations, right? So I mean. Growing up, dude, uh, my grandpa was a huge part of my life, you know, for like the first eight years of my life. He was like my father figure. Yeah, okay. And 
that lived with in a traditional Polynesian homes that we all lived together, my grandpa included. But uh, he played, he was really big in like the Polynesian folk scene. Mm. Uh, like, but this dude could play like literally anything with strings on it, like piano included. Like he just taught himself how to play instruments that like I've told people that they've never even heard about, like a steel guitar. Like, like honestly, the best, the best way I could tell people about that is like that little, that little, you hear like a little string instrument on SpongeBob. That's a steel guitar. You okay. That one? Okay. Yeah, that, that is a steel guitar. But like my grandpa even played that. <laughs> Man, I find out he's been playing the theme song for SpongeBob, you know, a little guitar. Nah. But uh, but yeah, he uh, I'd say he was my biggest inspiration though, because he he always challenged me to teach myself how to play a new instrument, which I play four instruments. I play the piano, guitar, ukulele, and the drums. So oh, nice. nice. kind of like one man band almost. You feel me? Yeah. But, but yeah, so I'd say he was my biggest inspiration, but other inspirations definitely stem from J. Cole. I'd say he's one of the biggest. Um yeah, Cole. Yeah. Um, Rod Wave, honestly, like I've been, I've like ever since he popped, I've been listening to a lot of Rod Wave. Um, okay. oh, yeah. and then earlier inspirations are probably like Michael Jackson. Oh, um, yeah. all right, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, yeah, that's what's up, right? I love Michael. Um, rest in power to him for sure. A lot of reggae too, bro. Like, surprisingly, yeah. I'd say Lucky Dube. My mom loved Lucky Dube, so we was always jamming that. Um, obviously Bob Marley. And then, yeah. yeah, I mean, it just, honestly, a lot of the inspiration is just like, it cultivates from almost all genres, you know, even, even some, like, I love Paramore still to this day. Yeah, <laughs> Let me, yeah. Haley Williams. But yeah, man, it's a, it's a ton, it's a ton of inspiration. I got music, I got a music note tied on my arm. I don't know if you can see that, but. Oh, nice. Oh, oh that's cool. I like how it blends in together. Right. It's got the Polynesian travels around it. It's pretty cool. Nice, nice. Did you, did you, did you do that like the traditional style or do you get it tatted on there? I know, I know, the, the, I mean, I don't I, know exactly. Ah, bro. Nah, man, I just did it the American. I, I, I myself, as you, as you can tell, am very Americanized. <laughs> my parents, hey, nah, well, I you. my parents as well were very Americanized. I unfortunately don't speak Tongan Samoan, but like I said, Americanized, you feel me? Yeah, no, I feel you, man. I'm I'm Mexican, but yeah, I'm mean, like I'm I'm Mexican American for sure. Like my Spanish is is below par. You know what I'm saying? I could give I can I can go to a taco stand and give me a you know an order, but right. other than that, you know, I gotta practice. I feel that, dude. And then shout out the squad. They've been teaching me a little Spanish. There's just little words here and there. You feel me? Yeah. But yeah. Simple. It's a, I love, I do, I do love my culture. I just never really had the time to dive into the language or anything, but you know, Polynesian culture is a beautiful thing. And uh, shout out to, I don't know if y'all got a Polynesian community out there. But I, love I, it's, I mean, here, here in Yakima, it's, it, I'd say we're there here, but it's, it's smaller, you know, predominantly here in Yakima, it's um, Mexican, Mexican American. There's okay. a lot of immigrants here. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean they're definitely out here, man, and they're they're cool, they're good people. You know, every time, you know, I had you know a chance to hang out with any Polynesians or any Samoans, it's it's always a good time, bro. It's always a vibe, you know. Yeah, I know. I do got like maybe a small Polynesian community, and I want to say Spokane. I might be lying. Don't quote me on that. Okay, but but I, honestly, that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, man, the West Side, bro, the West Side, Seattle, you know, you know, when people think of Washington, they you typically think of Seattle and right. uh, it's super more diverse out there. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of a, a huge population in one small area. But um, mm -hmm. out there, yeah, there's definitely community out there. Yeah, it's cool. Actually, my dad actually grew up out there. Um, I forget what the city's like. He always just says Seattle, but mm. Oh, like I know the name of his high school he went out to went to out there is named High Highline. I don't know if it's still there. Highline, Skyline, Highline. It might be Highline. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He, he actually grew up out there. Out in oh, Washington. Yeah. I, I've never been, but I need to tap in because it sounds like yeah. 
Hey, no, yeah, I, I, I told uh, Wally and Sloma, man, if you guys are in my neck of the woods, uh, you know, I'd be happy to take you guys around, show you, show you both sides of Washington. You know, you got the east side and you got the west side. The east side is a lot more desert. It's more hot. Um, but, you know, we still get all four seasons out here and the west side is, is beautiful. There's rain, there's trees. Um, the sunny days are the best days out there. Um, but mm. the, the stories are true. You know, it rains a lot more in Seattle than it does, like, have sunshine but um typically those those sunshine days are beautiful everything's green because you know it's just constantly raining but um, but washington in general is a beautiful state man you know the the geography out here is beautiful you got mountains uh, you got hillsides you got the valley uh you got rivers um then you got the desert too i'm uh, not too much like sand dunes but like you know it's we got it all out here but it's a beautiful state for sure dude that's dope but like also at the same time it sounds like shoes would not last out there and i'm a huge i'm a sneakerhead bro i don't know bro i don't know if i yeah, be right like that fam i might need to bring some rain boots or some shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you're gonna have to bring a couple pair bro you know like growing up as a kid man i never could get into you know sneakers or kicks just because like mm-hmm. i always had the mindset of like you know mm-hmm. my shoes are gonna be walking on dog shit you know yeah obviously that's not the goal but like you know what i mean like but, yeah I, I was I was a knucklehead growing up, so like running around, getting like scruffing them. Like I'd try, I I always got a clean white pair of kicks. Like beginning of school year, that was my thing, just white shoes. Yeah, I do my best to keep them clean and you know scruff free. But as soon as I got that initial one or grass stain, it was go it was ov after that, bro. I just fucking tore it up. You but, might as yeah. No, I feel like I actually didn't become a sneakerhead up until like I'd say up until I got my first job, like. Well, my first real job, because I used to do paper routes. We ain't going to go into that. But, <laughs> but like, my first job in high school, like, my first check, I blew it on, like, two pairs of Jordans. My mom was pissed. <laughs> yeah. But I was, I was 16. What, what do you want from me? You know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. For me is when I, when I had my own money to get my own, my own, my own shit. You feel me? Because yeah. my parents, it would buy me name brand, but it wouldn't be no, like. I didn't get no pair of 11s. You feel me? I didn't get no, and I'm not, I, like, I'm grateful for what they gave yeah, me. Nah, but like me personally, my own taste, I love, I love sneakers. So I'm always spending a little bag on sneakers. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's, they're comfortable, man. Like they're, when, when you, like they say, you, you look good, you feel good. You know, when you have a nice pair of clean sneaks on, bro, like it's, it does something to your confidence. You know what I'm saying? It does something to your swagger. So like, I definitely understand now, like, you know, I've, I've definitely have a, a couple of, you know, decent options in my, my closet with shoes, but yeah, no, when I, now, now that I'm older and wiser and you got that, got that money where I can actually drop a, you know, good, decent amount on something. Um, it does something to you. So I, you know, my girls are trying to, she's like, let's collect shoes and whatnot, but it's a, it, it's an expensive hobby for sure. Yeah. Facts, bro. Yeah. Definitely expensive hobby that I ever had. Well, I mean, other than i wouldn't say music's a hobby but it's pretty fucking very i i you know i i seen uh i think wally's post the other day in the the interface that you guys got i got the exact same one man and yeah like yeah um, yeah it's it's costly brother you know even the mics too like i just picked these bad boys up this year um i was i was rolling with some 30 dollars mics i got off amazon man they look like they made a money but um, mm. you know, they just got me by it, but yeah, man, equipment, stuff like that, it's expensive, but you know, it does make a difference, you know, if you're looking for that edge, you know, looking for that quality mm. sound. Dude, Deadass, I think we got the same mics. Are those the roads? Yes, sir. Yeah. It's the, uh, the pod, we were on- pod mic road. Yeah. 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 One, they're, 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 I mean, they're definitely a big uh, step up from what I've been using, but like just in general, like without you going can- into like the fine tune of stuff, like. They're they're a solid mic, you know. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're beautiful, yeah, yeah. fresh out of the box, still got tags on. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and they're built like tanks, man. Like they're yeah. like what four pounds? Yeah, man, they're solid. Yeah. I could I could throw I it on my dog and be fine. On on this one, I got you propped up, bro. Hey, so, yeah, yeah. What's up? Hey, baby, like I got I got faith in these that even if my clumsy ass do drop one, it'll be, be fine. Right. I'll be yeah, right. you. You got you right. Oh yeah, man. So tell me more about like what's your goal in music? What do you 
what kind of message are you trying to send out? What what what, what do you want the people to perceive when they listen to Juice the Bag Boy? Yeah, man. I uh I always tell the label it's kind of like a joke that we got, you know, like because <laughs> I do I I really want to be that all-purpose spray. And and what I mean by that is like all-purpose spray is like, oh shit, I want to go to the gym. I'll throw on some juice to bag. Oh, I'm sad with my feelings. Let me throw on some juice. Or I'm, you know, just want to listen to some hard ass shit or some melodic ass shit. I'll throw on I'll throw on juice, you know. So it's kind of my goal is to touch as many lives with this music. And I really don't care for fame, to be honest with you. I really don't. But what I at least is to be able to just like have music as my main source of income. That's my goal is live financially free with music as my income. That's my goal. You know what I'm saying? And it's definitely looking like it's going to be more attainable. Um, Hell yeah. Especially with the team, you know? So yeah, that's important, man. Yeah, because I mean, ain't nobody trying to work a day job they don't want to work. You feel me? I mean, like people yeah. are going to do that, but like if you don't got no goals or aspirations, then you, you can do that. But I got... I got goals and aspirations, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, that's, I mean, that's just my goal. Like, I just want to touch as many people as I can, um, help them heal or just even help them feel, you know? Yeah. And that's dope, man, and that's 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 the power of music, you know what I'm saying? You can make people feel a certain way, even if they're having, you know, a good day, you know, you can make them feel, you know, angry, upset, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You may take them to a place, you know, somewhere, and, you know, whether it, it's, you know, something they can relate to that they've experienced or just something that's like, wow, this shit's just been just making me feel some type of way. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, exactly. Or if it's some advice they needed to hear type stuff, you know? Yeah. What kind of, what kind of artists do you like to listen to? Well, you already said you, you got, you got a plethora of genres that you, you dive into, but is there any, like you your go-to is like, if you're feeling, if you're feeling sad, you listen to a certain artist or a certain, certain genre. Uh, shit, if I'm in my fields, bro, I'm gonna listen to some alternative, some alt music, some sad boy music, but yeah. not for long, though, because I feel like your music affects your mood, so, like, mm -hmm. you sad and you listen to sad-ass music, you're gonna be a sad-ass nigga, bro. <laughs> bro, talk to them, bro, talk to them, man, there's a lot of people yeah. out here that, you know, and I, including me, man, and I say that just because I used to be that, that cat where, like, you look up here, bro, I got... I got all three albums of, you know, Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon, and Kid Cudi's my favorite artist of all time, but, like, as I get older and, you know, listen to the music, listen to the words, listen to, like, being the present moment where I'm at in my life versus where, you know, how much that meant to me when I used to listen to it, you know, like, growing up and whatnot, like, I I can understand why people look at me like, wow, Kid Cudi's your favorite artist, but at the end of the day, like, I there's a, a, there's a connection I have with this motherfucker, and he doesn't even know it, you know, but, yeah. um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right, man. Like, you know, you, you start to believe the things that you tell yourself and most important, the things that you allow in your mind, you know what I'm saying? And the more that you consume a message that's, you know, not positive or just kind of like, it puts you in that sad mood. You are just like you said, you're gonna be a sad boy. And it's just, there's more to life than being sad. You know what I'm saying? There's more to life than pain. There's more to life than misery. And exactly. it, I, I like there's, a, there's a trap there that, you know, some people follow. Right, there's literally people out there dying from, from depression. Yeah. And like, that's another thing for me is, you know, as a man in this generation, um, I feel like a lot of us aren't heard, you know? And yeah. like, I can tell you right off tops, man, I've had way more homies kill themselves being men. And like, as opposed to my women homies, you know, and I'm not yeah. knocking women's struggle on their mental health or nothing. It's just that, Y'all are hurt. <laughs> Y'all are lit. You feel me? Like when a man yeah. hurt, man feels it's like, oh, well, where's your money at? I'm not yeah. I'm a human being. I'm not to be monetized. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and like a lot. That's the that is the biggest divide in this like this generation's dating or love life is like how much money you make as a man. Why aren't you providing as a man? Because you can make more on OnlyFans than I do at this nine to five. So it's that like, like why are true. we monetized? You know what I'm saying? When a woman can literally go and make more. Like, yeah. 
That, and that's a fact, man. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Statistically speaking, more men committing suicide than females. Our, 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 our counterparts. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to when it comes to OnlyFans, man. I don't know how many men out there are that are making half as much that, you know, the, the women I see on in, in interviews and podcasts, which, you know, no disrespect to anyone. And, you know, yeah. everybody's got to get their hustle one way or another. But, oh, they're baby. You know, I yeah, I'm just saying, monetize yeah. me, make more. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Like, but yeah, so, but like, don't don't ask me how much I make if I know you you on OnlyFans selling your body. I'm not gonna knock you for it, but if yeah. that's the case, I'm gonna monetize you when you paying my phone bill, when you paying my car note, you know? Right, you know we we believe in equality now. <laughs> nah, I, feel, I feel that man, and and then, you know going back going back to like what you said about just being a man and not really being able to speak on it, like it it's. It, it, it's a it's a battle that I feel like all men, most men, can can say that you know it's a it's a it's a hard conversation. It's a hard topic. You know what I'm saying? Especially especially speaking to a group of men. You know, I yeah. feel like honestly, being, I feel talking about my mental health to another man than I do about women, bro. I've had way more negative experiences with talking about my feelings to women than I have about men. And I don't know if I was just blessed with like just really emotionally aware male figures in my life yeah. or if i was just cursed with these ain't shit bitches <laughs> you know yeah, i don't you know. it's it's got to be a balance i feel like between the two you yeah, know yeah you know, i feel like i feel like as men like i feel like we're, we're we are super aware when another man is opening up to speaking because we know that what that isolation feels like that not being heard feeling and yeah. we are intuitively intuitively in tune because of that like knowing what that space feels like right on and and so i i I would agree like you know it's like when i have homies opening up or even when i ask you know like how's your mental been you know like it's a difficult conversation most importantly more importantly for that person to say it and i think it's just because of the scrutiny that we may get but you know you know you know when you know, this and this is to everyone, you know, everyone that's listening and tuning in and seeing this, like, you know, speaking about your mental health. And you are speaking to someone that is a friend that is someone that you can trust and, you know, you can have that conversation and open communication with, like, just know that they're there for you. And if they're not, like, you will show and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with someone not understanding you. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no ill intention you know unless there is ill intention you know what i'm saying and you'll know the difference when that comes if that comes you know i, I pray yeah. you don't it's not mm-hmm. a good experience it's not fun being in a position where you know you're being tormented from someone um but you know it is okay to speak on things and it's okay to say i don't understand what i'm feeling right now but i just know that i'm feeling something because even yeah. that is going more than you know allowing yourself to you know smolder in your own um you know thoughts and unknown you know exactly. emotions right yeah and i mean like with that being said like it's okay like what i tell all my homies man it's like like i ask them like are you okay and if they say no I'm, you know it's okay to not be okay sometimes it's okay to let life kick your ass you know let it humble you um yeah. but the important part is to feel and not to bury because once you start burying that's when it starts piling up and then you're gonna look at your pile of shit and you don't want to take it down but it's too much you know and that's a fact yeah like i said i've had i've had homies even like recently a cousin like last year you know like before he did he's posting he's like i feel like as a man you can't feel you can't be tired i'm like dude yes you can you have every because before you are a man you're a human you know what i'm saying and i feel like that just gets swept under the rug a lot of the time because oh you got a penis. You got to man up. For why? <laughs> I can't fucking. Oh, yeah. I can't feel. It don't make no sense to me, man. And like, it never really has. Like, like no, why? Like, if we're the protectors or providers and whatever, just like you know, whatever gender role you have in your relationship, yeah. um, it's just it all gets swept under the rug. And I'm just like, for why though? Like, I don't yeah, get. No. It. You know, I agree. I agree, man. Like, it's especially when you are like. A protective provider role like i feel like that pressure 
it, it, it's it's falling on you and and I, I do believe as men, like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves more than we can even explain. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I feel like a majority of men, they sh that's the reason why they shut down. They don't know how to open up because it's like this expectation of me and who I see myself. I'm not fulfilling that. And I hate myself because of that. You exactly. know what I'm saying? That's, that, that's a strong feeling. That's a strong thought. And when you start to believe in that, when you start to hear that, it's just like the sad boy music. You keep telling yourself that. You keep telling yourself that it does something to you, you know? So yeah and it's like you're like exactly what you're saying man it's okay to not be okay it is okay to feel to cry to be upset you know what i'm saying what's not okay is to it's not allow yourself to feel those emotions you know what i mean it's normal it's not normal to not feel that's literally how psychopaths like they don't feel you feel me like they don't they don't feel emotions like it's a good thing if you feel emotions you know and to all those like are struggling, you know, with their mental health, like there are affordable options for an affordable therapist, like, you know, or even just affordable medication. Like when I was taking any antidepressants, it was great. Like for the time being, I needed them right now. Yeah. I'm on cloud nine. I feel like I don't need them. You that's know? good. That's, and, good. Uh, that's, that's awesome, man. Like mm -hmm. it, 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 it makes a world of a difference when you, you know, you put yourself out there and, you know, you tried, you try to help yourself. You know what I'm saying? You try to do something to alleviate whatever it is that you're going through because, you know, mm -hmm. you'll never know if you don't try. Exactly. Uh, that's a whole nother. Like, there's a whole stigma around, oh, you need happy pills? Yes, motherfucker, because there's a chemical imbalance in my mind, bro. Yes. Some yeah. days I'll explain it to my girl because she don't, she don't got the same mental struggle I do. She don't have depression or anxiety, which was a green flag for me because everybody and they fucking dog <laughs> has has depression yeah, in myself included but she don't but i do explain to her like sometimes i just wake up and i'm depressed like there's nothing like and it's not there's not nothing i can do about it like because i do have things that snap me out of it but it's like some days some days i just wake up and don't have motivation like i just don't feel like a good person and yeah. she didn't you know, she didn't understand it at first, but she understands it now because it's like, like I said, sometimes I wake up and the chemicals just ain't there, you know, yeah. chemical yeah. In your brain can really fuck with your mental. And if you stay in that same mindset and like allow it to, you know, deteriorate your mind, you will mm -hmm. die from, it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a fact, man. And I, that's, that's awesome that you guys have those conversations and, you mm -hmm. know, like, it, it sounds like she's seen from you know herself and like being able to to testify like what it is to see someone go through depression anxiety it's not it's not fun it's not pretty and it's you know it's also hard to like be on the outside looking in and being like what can i do to help and it's like sometimes you can't sometimes you know it's just a matter of just being there you know what i mean um is is equivalent of, of doing something when you're not doing something you know right, right. um but being open-minded yeah because i mean there's 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 thousands of different ways to combat depression, anxiety, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it could be with antidepressants. It could be with, you know, a change of diet, the change of routine, change of a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Completely. Exactly. Just, there, there's, there's a thousands of different ways to, to combat it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a matter of finding the one, you know, and I think the world and society and community, you know, need to have that conversation. You know, let's, let's talk about like, there's different ways of, you know, making things work and let's finding out the things that do work rather than scrutinizing people for doing something that you know they're where they're trying to help themselves you know what i mean mm. but like people really do be forgetting about the important men that they have in their life and i don't i check up on my pops regularly my older brother me and him are super close he's a huge advocate for men's mental health as well but yeah and like it's not i mean i'm just an advocate for mental health but like lately it's just been especially my my friends that are men because i've seen so many homies just like you know not be happy and then they just stay in unhappy relationships sometimes or like they ain't happy with their job but oh i'm a man like it's just what happens like no it's not dude break uh, yeah. that norm, break that cyclical nature that that has been instilled in us since the day of time like we have we have feelings too we have aspirations and we have goals just like yeah. these women, you know, like, I'm not saying take these women off a pedestal, but fucking hold your male homies to the same regard. You know, I do. Yeah. Right. I saw this comedy skit. It was like, 
where does Father's Day fall on like the most celebrated holiday? And it's like, number one, Christmas, right? Number two is Mother's Day, right? I can't knock those, right? Because I love, I love me some presents and I love me my mama. So can't knock those. But you know where Father's Day falls? It's like number 15 or 16. Can you even name 14 other holidays, dude? Like right off the top? Because I can't. That means Easter's getting celebrated more. That means like Valentine's Day is getting celebrated more. Uh, what else? Valentine's Columbia. Like, uh... What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like, get out of here. Why are we? Yeah. Throw us a fucking bone here, bro. Like, Not that's all up, I'm asking. Honestly, all I'm asking for. Nah, it's crazy, man. Like, I, like, one thing I, I truly believe in my, I feel in my bones is, like, you know, the, like, the generation that we're growing into, you know what I'm saying, and growing, the ones that follow after us, like, the men's, the, the, the presence of a man is, is going to be much more, you know, as, as it should be, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, like, in previous years, you know, it hasn't always been like that, you know, like, not to, to dive too much into, like, world history or anything, but, like, you know, let's take it back to like 1919, 1920, like around that area. That was World War One, World War Two. But the time before that, it was the Industrial Revolution. So men were out there working. They didn't have they didn't have the union. They didn't have OSHA. They didn't have these laws or anything protecting them. They were working 14, 15, 16, 17 hours a day expected to. You know what I'm saying? Man's out of the house. He is providing. You know, you go into World War One, World War Two. These guys are out here dying fighting for something that is just so much more, you know, greater just them as individuals, you know, they come back, you know, back in the day, they, they call it um, shell shock, you know, and that's what's translating in PTSD. Um, And even to this day, like we are still learning as a society, what we can do to combat PTSD and how, what's the best way to take care of our veterans and, you know, just people that have experienced traumatic events. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then you got like, you know, fast forward in the 50s, 60s, 70s, where like, you know, welfare governance, government assistance, it it was a qualification. Like you had to be a single mother in order to get benefits, to get any help from the state or the government. And that's where a lot of families were broken apart. So it's like, yeah. it's almost like, yeah, you know, men were, are, you know, kind of forced to be out. But like, right. I, I feel like this time and day and age, like these conversations need to be had and like men need to be more present in, in, in their home and their families, you know what I'm saying? Um, but there is a lot of men out here that don't have, can't experience that. They can't say, you know, I, I look upon my father and he showed me the ropes, you know what I'm saying? A lot of men yeah. out here are saying, you know, I'm learning love and what it means to be a provider and to be a protector from my mother, you know? So it's, it's important for us men to have that conversations with each other but most important with yourself what kind of man do you want to be you know what i'm saying and i think yeah. that's where a lot of a lot of youth and a lot of you know people just don't you know not people but men go wrong you know what i'm saying it's it's what kind of man do you want to be what kind of man do you want to uh you know tell your son or your daughter or whoever it may be that you who you want to be at the you know on your deathbed do you want to be a player do you want to be a cheater do you want to be you know something that it just was you you were told you were supposed to be or you want to be that man that was, was a provider, a protector, someone that was loving, kind, you know, that, you know, raised people up, empowered people, you know, gave strength, mm-hmm. not by their just physical attributes, but, you know, through their mental and emotional support. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, what, kind of, what kind of man do you, you know, we want to be? I think that's, that's a real important question that, you know, we don't know how to ask facts man and like just to touch on you know just a little bit of history um what i've noticed you know and i ain't no fucking psychiatrist or nothing but this is what i've noticed you know like yeah. you have like you said like you had to qualify you had to be a single mother right and to qualify for that welfare like you said there was a lot of broken homes and, and in return you have these uh, single women raising either one ma- like a uh, masculine females right or feminine males you know so i feel like it just kind of caused a generational divide and that's why the women ain't fucking with the men these days because oh he don't make enough he don't protect he don't provide because his mom ain't teaching him how to be a man and then you have dudes that are like oh she had too much like a dude she 
you know, she'd be playing, playing games, like, because her mama raised a fucking masculine female. And it's yeah. like, I'm not blaming this generation of mothers, but I am. All right. And like you said, man, like there was the qualification. So it, it off bets, off tops, it created a broken home. And I, you know, for eight years, I watched my mom raise three kids. And that shit, like, still to this day, I'm like, I ain't trying to be a single parent because fuck that. You feel me? And yeah, so nah, I feel you 100%. So it's, it's just a crazy world if you really sit back and look at all the analytics and go back into time and really dive into it. Because if we get into it, like, a lot of us just had, you know, one parent, like, parental aspect lacking from our lives. I was just like, I was just fortunate enough to have a perfect, I felt like I had a perfect balance of masculine energy and feminine energy in my life from the time. That's when, you know, I didn't know my biological father. Um, yeah. but my stepdad, I just call you, that's just my real dad. You know, I don't, we don't use labels like that in my culture, but he he's my dad and he raised me from when I was eight with my mama. So I just had, I just had a good balance, you know, and I noticed a lot of my homies don't, you know, they're like, oh, I was raised by my mom or I was raised by my dad. I'm like, damn. That's why you're yeah. a fucking head, bro. <laughs> because <laughs> because when you ain't have what I had, you know, and I feel kind of bad for some of my homies like that, you know. Now, you know, I feel that, bro. I feel that, like I had a not, I I wouldn't call it a conversation, but more like uh like an interaction with uh a friend of mine when I was in in school when I was in college, and like he made a comment about like my childhood and like my life, and I it really stirred me the wrong way because I'm like, first of all, you don't know me like that. Mm -hmm. Even if we've known each other for a handful of years too, for you to, to make any assumptions about like what I have and what I don't have and what, what I should be grateful for. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, I made a comment. He's like, you don't know the struggle. He's like, you have both your parents. And um, which is, which is a fact, you know, I tell this day, thank God, you know, right. what, yeah. what my, what my family, what they've gone through, uh, you know, I, you could write movies about it. You could write books about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, who I hey, am is because a book coming soon to a hood near you. Huh? <laughs> yes, sir. You know, it's gonna be Pacific Northwest bestseller. Nah. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, um, you know, like so he, he had he had made that comment and you know, and it was just stirred me the wrong way because I'm just like, brother, you don't you you, you don't know what I've gone through. You don't, you haven't seen what I felt, you haven't been in my house, you haven't been in my shoes. Um, yeah. but you know, I sat on that, you know what I'm saying, like. Yeah, I, I I take feedback, you know what I'm saying? I, I sit on it, I think about it. But you know, at the end of the day, like I also I I felt the that you know that privilege of you know being at a time where it's like at the end of the day, like the divorce rates are more than fifty percent, you know, like the chances of you going out and talking to a kid and being like, You got both of your parents nowadays the the chances are no, you know. So like as I've you know sat on that over the years and I you know, you know, I'm it's not something I dwell on now or anything, but like, I definitely I've come to terms, like, regardless of my passing, regardless of, you know, what I've gone through, like, I am, you know, fortunate enough to say, you know, my parents are still together. They're still, you know, they're fine. But, but I tell you what, man, it's not easy. It's not, it's not all rainbows and sunshines. It's like, uh, no matter who it is, you know, you, whether it's your, you know, biological parents or not, you know, relationships, they're always going to fight. They're never going to be perfect. And it's just uh, a matter of, you know, just, you know, taking the good in with the, with the good and or with the bad and just, you know, I'm saying just, you know, still spreading love when you can, you know. Right, man. And like, yeah, I mean, that's just because I had two parents don't mean we wasn't struggling, bro. I was raised on ramen and sriracha, dog. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I feel that, bro. I feel you. Kids, you feel me? Like yeah. three as children. So like, yeah. yeah, we was definitely on government assistance at some points, bro. Like, you know, and I'm not even ashamed of that. You know, yeah. my mom told me being broke builds character. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, because we broke, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. You're like, I she's like, you got to take the good with the good and the bad with the bad. No, <laughs> exactly. But I'm like, yeah, what? I mean, I feel like it did build character. You know, I'm like, definitely not a materialistic person. I could lose these chains and, you know, all my nice shit today and I'll be all right. Because, no, I mean, it comes down to it, I value my you know i value the relationships that i have these days over any materialistic thing i got you feel me well maybe this fucking studio space but <laughs> that's about it because we pouring money into this bitch but i know <laughs> hey you know it's an investment which you know it's going to return back tenfold 
Exactly. That's what we're praying for. That's what we're hoping for, man. It's just like to have something like pay the rent without us actually having to pay the rent. You know. Yeah, yeah. Your the, your whole work, week's worth is going to you know your your four four walls and a roof. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, man. You can just all you can do is praise the Most High for that. You know. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Like you know, I think your mom's right. It does build some character. You know what I'm saying? Like what we've gone through you know and that, that's the thing like a lot of people outside looking in you know for like where i'm from and people that know me on on that scale being you know growing up and seeing me for you know who they saw me for like you know we definitely struggled in ways that you would never have guessed you know what i'm saying and it's not that we struggled more than anyone else we were struggling just as much as anyone else and i think that's where you know that's 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 where the facade came in no pun intended but like you know <laughs> people right. seen us and you know they may have thought like oh man you guys got this you guys got that you got this and it's like you you're pointing to the things that you may you may not have but that doesn't necessarily mean that struggle right. isn't there you know what i mean it's just like you're saying materialistic things brother they don't mean nothing you know what i'm saying maybe as a kid you know what i'm saying maybe as a kid it means something to you but as you get older you know that, that wise that wise mind kicks in like it, it really doesn't mean nothing and it's like you can have the biggest house on the block and it can still be an empty home you know, it could still not be a home. Exactly. Like J. Cole said it best, you know, it don't it don't matter what kind of home you got, just as long as the people in that motherfucker love you dearly, you know? And kind of ever since he dropped that gym, I just been living my life that to that, you know. Yeah. So shout out Jermaine. <laughs> Jermaine Cole. Jermaine Cole. <laughs> that should save my life, dead ass, man. Save yeah, my life. Man. Yeah, he's a real one, brother. You, I don't know if you can see it up there, but I got I got his KOD on vinyl, bro. I got the signed edition. Oh. I, hope, I, I hope he signed it. I hope it wasn't someone else or a printer, but you know what right. I'm saying? I hope so but, too, bro. Lit, man. Like anything, nah, he, anything vinyl, I just think is the coolest shit. Like I used yeah, to want, yeah. but then I started pouring my music or my money in this studio. So so nah, it's I been I, it's like that thing, like where I'm like, oh, I can get a vinyl now, but I'm like, oh, fuck, I need some new shoes, <laughs> you know? Yeah, hey, yeah, priorities. You know what I'm saying? You gotta priority. You know, it's, a, it's a it's a give and take, you know? Right. But I feel that, man. I feel that. But yeah, man, it's it's a, it's an interesting interesting time to be alive, you know? I mean, like I'm I'm big on history in terms of like learning it and whatnot, and so like if it's one thing I'm grateful for, it has like despite what we're going through despite global warming despite you know all the plastic in the ocean despite all the differences in the division like i am grateful to be here at this time now because i just feel like the opportunity is there you know for anyone and everyone to do and, and be what they want how they want you know what i mean nothing in life is going to come easy nothing in life is going to come free there's always going to be a struggle but in today's world i feel like we can look back and say you know we've 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 come far we've made improvements but again you know what i'm saying there is going to be struggle and there's things that we're still going to fight you know to keep alive or you know make our own but i wouldn't change it i wouldn't i wouldn't change myself to be in another time zone or timeline you know what i'm saying if i had to i'd be like you know, keep me here keep me here with juice keep the bad boy and having this conversation i'll keep me here where the racism is like less violent okay <laughs> because yeah. If we miss a few generations, bro. <laughs> it's not looking oh, yeah. so No, nah, I straight straight <laughs> facts, man. Straight facts. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you know, we we our presence is known, you know, we are here. I feel like in today's world, like the majority is shooken up because they're 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 starting it's starting to level out, you know what I mean? And yeah. people We're people in power never like love to give that power up, you know, they never like to. It's just mm. I don't think it's in 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 people empowers nature to be like you know yeah i'm i'm okay with being second class let me give up my first class so you can be second class you know what i'm saying like not, not too many minds think like that enough to make a change in the world for us to be on common ground unfortunately that's that's true man and uh i man it's not that i lost faith in humanity i just don't <laughs> yeah i don't know no, like that bro because humans are gonna humans are always going to want more for themselves than they want for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we are that we are the top of the food chain, you know, and it's because I feel like we just, you know, have that nature of wanting more, you know what I'm saying? Seeking more, you know, 
we you know? were started a fire you know it wasn't warm enough we created the house you know what i'm saying we we skinned animals for you know for clothing and fur for warmth and you know then we we, we conjured up a system to keep track of time and then you know keep count, keep track of currency rather than being just gatherers and hunters we wanted more and now look at us fucking slaving to the man to uncle sam you know makes me sad man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you like the days where you could just barter something. Hey, man, I'll trade you this beer if you sell me a joint, dog. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. No, straight <laughs> up, man. Straight up. You know, like it's, I, I, you know, I, it may end up coming sooner than later, you know, unfortunately, if something crazy happens, which <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't scratch that off the, the possibility ticket, you know what I'm saying? But just fucking kill me off, bro. I ain't finna live in that shit. I'm good. Yeah. Just a bad boy. I've, I've been enjoying this conversation, man. It's, it's been real depth for someone that i've never met and you know what i'm saying me for the first time you know this this whole hour i, I feel like we've gotten to know each other and, and tapping each other's minds and it's been it's been beautiful it's been wonderful yeah we've had beautiful. organic so man well thank yeah. you so much for real yeah absolutely man so um i do have a couple more questions before we, you know we, we part ways man so um tell me a little more about some projects coming up you what do you guys got in store what do you got in store what does you the duo got in store um, oh, can you give so, us a little insight of what to expect in the future? Just a little insight, because the label gonna get mad if I leak too much. But <laughs> hey, hey you know, but so I'll take I'll take what I can get. All right, I'll my nature to want more. No. <laughs> so, this year, I don't know how many releases I'm ending off the year with. I'm thinking two or three. All are gonna have videos though. That, that few months. Um, but we, me, and the team. Uh, we are dropping my first official EP, uh, The Aquarius, that's going to be dropping on all platforms. It's going to be on January 20th. It's the first day of Aquarius season. I myself am an Aquarius, and I actually did not know Looney, my producer, is also an Aquarius. So it, it's just kind of, I just came to him one day and was like, hey, man, I'm a, we're dropping on the 20th of January, first day of Aquarius season, project's name, The and he's like dude are you an aquarius i'm like well yeah <laughs> he's like shit uh, he's too, it was pretty cool but uh i'm gonna say this you waited duo huge feature they got a huge feature on the way i'm not gonna say who but it is a huge and the video was a whole vibe like okay, i've seen, okay. seen they're doing and again slow-mo and wally like i'm so fucking proud of these guys they've been working their asses off for this and I wouldn't choose another team over them for for nothing. OVO could come and try to sign me. I ain't signing. Hey, um, hey, man, that's, those are those are big words and big statements, and I believe you wholeheartedly that you know you're sticking with your people, and we all I understand why. I understand why. You know, right? Yeah, you you get it, man. They they really if they ride for you, they fucking ride for you, and they they ride for me, bro. So I mean, I can only I can only reciprocate. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So everyone that's listening and made it this far in the interview, we appreciate you. But do us a favor and check out our boys, UA the Duo. They've been doing some big things and heavy things, and they got a lot of music out there on Spotify, and you can find that link in the description of this episode. Yes, sir. So is there any uh, any questions you got for myself, or is there any questions that you wish I had asked you? Let me know. Um, no, bro. I feel like we covered all the bases. I just had like a genuinely good time talking to you, bro. It's been a vibe. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. I appreciate it. It's gonna be like I said, man. It's it's been a long time. You know, my life has been crazy this year, but it's been full of blessings as much as it's been crazy. So you know, shout out to the man upstairs uh, for yeah. taking care of us and answering our prayers. Um, but it's been such an honor to have you as my guest. You know, to get me back in the swing of things. Um, and I know my audience right now is appreciating the shout out at the beginning of the pacific northwest you know we are uh, out here and everyone that is tuning in love me on that i know it bro for real we, we appreciate you all so my last question of course my brother i gotta say the best for last you know as 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 you know and for those of you that are tuning and tapping in for the first time joel's mind podcast is about becoming a better version of yourself and so i would love to hear from the man himself juice the bad boy what does it mean to be become to become a better version of yourself in your mind Shit, man, that is a great question, bro. And I'm going to say this um, to anyone out there, 
if you're grinding or not, if you're just trying to just get by, that's okay. All you need to do is be better than you were yesterday. And you will, that formula, as long as you are trying to do more than you were doing yesterday, you will always come out better. And that's a daily thing because, you know, becoming better ain't just like, oh, this month I'm going to do this. Like, yes, those long-term goals are important, but the short-term, I would say, is just a little bit more important. The daily goals are a little bit more important because if you don't hit those, you hit none of the other goals. So, as long as you're being better yesterday, it's all that matters. Yeah, I respect that. And I believe those are great insights, man. So, again... Juice, I appreciate you, man. I'm I'm excited to, to see your growth and um, and listen to your music. You know, I've been I've been tuning in this week, so I appreciate you. You got another fan, man. You know, here in the flesh, you oh, know, yeah, it's yeah. I'm excited for what you guys got cooking up. And so, um, just with that, man, it's been a pleasure of mine. And uh, you know, thank you for jumping in and tapping into Joe's mind. For sure, bro. Thank you for tapping in, and also thank you to all the listeners over there on the northwest side, bro. I appreciate all y'all for real. But yeah, Joel, thank you again, bro. It's been a vibe, man. I appreciate you. Hey, hell yeah. Same to you, brother. What's yes, that? Sir. Until next time, my brother. All right. Until next, bro. See you, man.